WETA Classical proudly presents NSO Showcase. Exciting in-concert performances with the National Symphony Orchestra. John Andrea Nozeda, music director. Heard exclusively on WETA Classical. Classical for Washington. One laughs while the other weeps, said Johannes Brahms about his pair of overtures, the academic festival and the tragic. You'll be relieved to know that the tragic overture doesn't refer to any unhappy event in Brahms' life. He merely wrote it as a contrast to the rollicking academic festival overture, explaining to a friend, I simply could not refuse my melancholy nature the satisfaction of composing an overture for tragedy. In a moment, we'll open tonight's NSO showcase with the tragic overture. That'll be followed by the sprightly Mozart Eine Kleine Nachtmusik for a change of mood. Also featured on tonight's showcase will be Schumann's Piano Concerto and Shostakovich's Symphony No. 6. All the music was recorded live at the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. I'm your host, Nicole Lacroix. The tragic overture begins with two dramatic chords. At this point, the sound is dense and thickly orchestrated. There's a good reason for that. Brahms' orchestra here is even larger than in any of his symphonies. The overture has three sections, all in D minor. The middle section has march-like, even jaunty passages. In the third, I feel like he's mourning a lost love. Just listen to the horns, trombones, and tuba here. And the clarinet seems to sing out in despair. before building up to the dramatic ending, again with those slashing chords, a feature of the entire work. Now let's listen to it. From a February 2019 Kennedy Center Concert Hall performance, here's Gian Andrea Nozeda leading the National Symphony Orchestra in Brahms' tragic overture, opening this evening's WETA Classical NSO Showcase.
On WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, John Andrea Nozeda led the National Symphony Orchestra in Brahms' Tragic Overture. Now let's go back to the 18th century to enjoy a Mozart masterpiece in a completely different mood, the serenade Eine kleine Nachtmusik, a little night music. We don't know for what occasion it was commissioned and performed, and it wasn't published until decades after his death. It's in four movements, and it begins with that wonderful sound effect of strings rocketing upwards in an arpeggiated motif known as a Mannheim rocket. And that's just the beginning of the delights of this very perfect little gem. Let's hear it with Gian Andreo Nozeda and the National Symphony Orchestra on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase.
On WETA Classical Zenesser Showcase, Maestro Nozeda led the orchestra in a serenade that grew to become one of Mozart's most beloved works, Eine Kleine Nachtmusik. Now here's a little winter music to look forward to. On Sunday, January 29th, the Kennedy Center chamber players perform their winter concert at the Kennedy Center. The ensemble features musicians from the NSO in a delightful program of chamber music. Tickets and information at nationalsymphony.org. Next on NSO Showcase, we'll hear Robert Schumann's Piano Concerto in A Minor from the same February 2019 concert.
A sad note here. The internationally acclaimed American pianist Nicholas Angelik, who passed away last April at the age of 51, was making his NSO debut here. His playing earned accolades from the Washington Post. Thoughtful, sensitive, and slightly subdued, he gave a subtle and lovely performance. The audience appreciated him greatly, but it wasn't a barnstorming performance. Another critic mentioned that Anglick's background as a chamber music gave an added sensitivity to his relationship to the orchestra. Maestro Nozeda praised him as well. I know Nicholas, of course. We played together Brahms II in Pittsburgh. It was a really great experience. He's a very deep soloist. I mean, the, the very meaningful the way he plays. The, the knowledge of the music is supreme, and I think uh, he can play everything, anything. But when uh, he goes to the big repertoire like Brahms, uh, Schumann, Bista is particularly inspiring. So I'm so happy to do Schumann and to have not the light part of Schumann, but the real substantial uh, approach, which is not heavy, but really, really serious. So having the character of fantasia of the first movement and connecting with the intermezzo and the big finale flamboyant. So requires fantastic fingers, as Nicholas has, but also a full understanding of the music. John Andrea Nozeda on the late pianist Nicholas Angelik, who was the soloist in Schumann's Piano Concerto recorded at the Kennedy Center in February 2019. The concerto had an interesting evolution. Schumann wrote a one-movement fantasy but couldn't get it published. His wife, the great pianist Clara Schumann, suggested that the fantasy could actually serve as the beginning of a full-fledged piano concerto. All he needed to do was to revise the piece and add two more movements. Schumann took her advice, and one of the most popular piano concertos was born. Somewhat like the opening of Brahms' tragic overture, the concerto starts with a dramatic chord in strings and timpani. The first movement, Fantasy, is a study on the contrast between Schumann's two personalities, which he named Floristan and Eusebius. The more extroverted music reflects the Floristan personality. And the gentle Eusebius melody is a tribute to his wife, Clara. The second movement is a lyrical intermezzo and moves on without pause to the final movement, Allegro Vivace, which ends with a thrilling finale in A major. On WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, here's Gian Andrea Nozeda leading the National Symphony Orchestra in Robert Schumann's Piano Concerto. Nicholas Angelik was the soloist.
Enthusiastic applause for Schumann's Piano Concerto in A minor. John Andrea Nozeda led the National Symphony Orchestra and pianist Nicholas Angelik in a concert recorded live at the Kennedy Center Concert Hall in February 2019. This month at the Kennedy Center, John Andrea Nozeda conducts Schumann's Rhenish Symphony and Brahms Piano Concerto No. 1 with soloist Song Jin Cho winner of the 2015 Chopin International Piano Competition. Tickets and information at nationalsymphony.org. You're listening to NSO Showcase on WETA 90.9 Washington and WGMS 89.1 Hagerstown. I'm your host, Nicole Lacroix. In his memoir, Testimony, Dmitry Shostakovich remembers Stalinist Russia in the 30s as a difficult and mean time unbelievably mean and hard. Every day brought more bad news, and I felt so much pain. I was lonely and afraid. It seems to me that this 1939 Symphony No. 6 reflects the pain and fear, as well as the need to obey Stalin's populist directives about music. The symphony had a mysterious evolution. Shostakovich announced that he was writing music in tribute to Lenin, complete with chorus and orchestra. But the resulting symphony is pure music with no discernible references to Lenin at all. Its structure is unusual as well. A long, heroic-sounding first movement, followed by two short ones, a grotesque scherzo, and then what Shostakovich called a full-blooded and debauched music hall gallop. NSO music director John Andreo Nozeda spent many years in Russia and has a unique understanding of the legacy of Dmitry Shostakovich. When I went to Russia the first years I was there, my impression was as an Italian, so as a not a Russian person, Prokofiev was a genius and Shostakovich a great composer. And when I went to Russia, speaking with Russians uh, and uh, seeing the way they approached uh, the music of those composers, I came out with the, the conviction Shostakovich is a genius and Prokofiev is a great composer. So my life there changed completely my perception. Of course, both are geniuses, but I think Shostakovich uh, is just the emblem, we say, is an emblematic, is the emblem of the Russian life in the 20th century. And I started to love uh, Symphony Number no. 6 uh, because, uh, in a way, it's a slightly neglected it's incredible. I think the length of the first movement is bigger, is longer than the other two movements together, the second and the third. So its structure is completely unbalanced, disbalanced and unbalanced. But at the end of the day, altogether it works perfectly. Now on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, here's John Andrea Nozeda to lead the National Symphony Orchestra in the Symphony No. 6 of Dmitry Shostakovich, recorded in February 2019 at the Kennedy Center Concert Hall. Mm-hmm. 
the Symphony No. 6 by Dmitry Shostakovich on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase. Gian Andrea Nozeda led the National Symphony Orchestra. Later this month at the Kennedy Center, Maestro Nozeda will conduct Bruckner's Sixth Symphony and Shostakovich's First Violin Concerto a challenging showpiece raging with raw fury and dark humor with guest violinist Leonidas Cavacos. Tickets and information at nationalsymphony.org. NSO Showcase on WETA Classical is produced and edited by John Banther. Music recording and editing by Charles Lawson. Executive producer is Jim Allison. Thanks to NSO Director of Artistic Planning, Nigel Boone. Chairman of the Kennedy Center is David M. Rubenstein. Kennedy Center President is Deborah Rudder. And Ronald D. Abramson is Chairman of the NSO Board of Directors. Thanks to Jen Luzo, Director of Public Relations. President and CEO of WETA is Sharon Rockefeller. Senior Vice President and General Manager, WETA Greater Washington, is Miguel Monteverdi. Vice President and General Manager of WETA Classical is Dan Devaney. The National Symphony Orchestra on WETA Classical is made possible by your financial support and by WETA's Friends of Classical Music. And I'm your host, Nicole Lacroix. Don't forget, you can stream NSO Showcase this month on wetaclassical.org or download the WETA Classical app. Be sure to join us Wednesday evening, February 1st, when John Andrea Nozeda leads the NSO in just two works, but what works? Brahms Symphony No. 4 and Mahler's Symphony No. 1. For news and information, be sure to watch our NSO Showcase homepage at wetaclassical.org. And thanks for listening to WETA 90.9 Washington and WGMS 89.1 Hagerstown.